Hello and welcome to episode four of the Insider's Guide to E-Commerce um, with me, Tim Pritchard. And I've got some special guests with me. Now, there's a lot to consider about being an online retailer nowadays. And one of those things is your hosting. What makes a perfect host? Maybe a tray of lager or a tray of uh, chocolates, who knows? Uh, why is there such a price difference in hosting options? Is hosting really that important? Uh, so to help me answer those questions and hopefully ask some more, um, joined as ever by Mark Ballitz. Hello. Uh, but I'm also joined by Celadex e-commerce product manager Bruce Townsend. Hello. And business development manager David Dennington. Hi there. Uh, so David, you're here to provide some of the sales details of hosting. I guess so, yeah. Good. And Bruce, you're an expert? In something. <laughs> In hosting? <laughs> some aspects. <laughs> Uh, we do have an expert host, his name's Steve, uh, but he's not with us today, unfortunately, because he isn't based on site. He lives permanently in a data centre, running back and forth, making sure everyone's site's right. That's fairly accurate, isn't it? It's pretty good. He just sort of sleeps in amongst the wires and the cables, and that's very fun. Um, well, we're going to have a different sort of conversation without Steve, because Steve knows so much of it, that, so much of the detail, that he just overwhelms me at times with detail. Mm. There's just too much of it. Just, but he's left me with a very clear impression it's a complex thing to get right. Well, Steve is one of those people that deals with the problems so we don't have to talk about them and we don't have to know them. You know, we can deal with the top-level uh, uh, you know, issues or uh, things that you know, concern with hosting, how they actually affect sales on a site and how they affect customers. You know, perception of a site, the technical detail is, you know, Steve is one of you know, these types of people you get who, mm. who do, you know, uh, take those issues and will spend their entire lives in many cases you know delving into them have you ever had any calls from someone who's not hosted by us but hosted by someone else who's had a complete disaster have i yeah i mean we're talking every month we get a number of cases of those definitely right covering different things i mean i mean you get people who sometimes they just they have something they want to change or that you know something that's is affecting their site maybe something small with the checkout and they call up the hosting company and they just can't get through. They cannot get through to someone to speak to. It's not something they can do by email. It's not something that can be communicated in that way. And however much they try, they can't get someone. On the phone, we have other people where their site just goes down. They have no idea why. Um, and either the hosting company will blame other parties or they won't give them any explanation and they can't get hold of them. And they'll be down for one or two weeks and then suddenly they pop up again. So you see... If you've got a site like my personal website, if it goes down, it doesn't matter because you're missing out on three or four people or my mum or me who looks at it each day and that's fine. If you're running an e-commerce store making, let's say, 10 grand a day and that's down for 24 hours, that's a lot of money to lose out. It's one of those areas where it looks as though it's obvious there are savings to be made and it's very tempting to, to bring back a little and, and, and probably day to day you won't notice your site will tick along quite nicely, mm. but if you suddenly get a peak of traffic because Christmas is coming or you've done an email shot um, or if there's some kind of security problem mm. uh, or you need to speak to them, you know, that's when suddenly you notice the problem, but it, it's too late then. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that we've used the term false economy a few times in this podcast. Well, I think the thing is, if you don't know, you don't know, do you? So, 
Um, and knowing what you don't know is, is quite an important sort of thing to learn. I think I remember going to the post office a few years ago. And I wanted to buy some stamps, and they've got very commercial these days, trying to sell everything, don't they? And they said, we can do your household insurance cheaper. I said, really? I said, how do you know that then? I said, well, it's cheaper. How much do you pay? How much is cheaper? I said, well, how do you know it's the same thing? Unless you look at the contract or the detail of it, how do you know it's the same thing? We're just saying it's cheaper. But actually, until you look at it, and I think that, I know if Steve was here, he's talked to, this, to us at length about this, is that we do get approached by people and say, well, your hosting is too expensive. You know, I can get it cheaper. <laughs> and he says, well, it isn't the same thing. For one thing, you, know, you can't get through to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I think our philosophy is very simple here. We provide a hosting, a managed hosting solution to keep your site working, that's it. It will keep it working, it will respond to changes uh, in, in volume, it will respond to changes in, or issues with security. We'll do it for don't, you, don't have to worry about this. If you want to take it on yourself and manage it yourself, fine, you probably can get something called hosting that's cheaper, but it ain't what we sell. We put up a blog the other day, which was an interview with Steve, and he used the term proactive hosting. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So if there's a problem with your site, he probably knows it before you do. Yeah, yeah. And by the time you've noticed it, he's probably fixed it. Whereas, you know, I'm not going to mention any other hosts, but you say if something goes wrong, then you're trying to phone some support. And if it's maybe out of hours, it's a lot well, of downtime. Plus, plus, I mean, as a just you know, fairly technically ignorant person, really, where is the problem? You know, so my site isn't working or responding in some way. Is it hosting? Is it my Wi-Fi or my network or, you know, what actually is it? So it's quite hard sometimes to track with any of these problems with networks. It's quite hard to work out sometimes uh, where the problem is. Mm. And um, if, if somebody's managing it, they know when there's a problem with hosting or not, or they can isolate it more easily and tell you what's going on. So I think that's another sort of great advantage of Yeah, And actually that comes with the question of you know, how are you monitoring your hosting as well? Because if you've got a you know, let's say a server doing self-diagnosis, the server's checking itself to say, is there a problem with me? Is there a problem with me every, let's say, five minutes or so? Mm -hmm. You know, if there is something fundamentally wrong with that server, it's, you know, it's not going to know if there's a problem with it. And that's what happens a lot of the times with these, you know, larger server companies. The only way they can, they feel they can, you know, afford to keep their margins, etc., is they have this one piece of uh, code or whatever that just checks itself to see if it is, if there's something wrong with it. Many times there is, but they'll go to you as a customer and say, well, the server's checked itself from there, and we can't see any, any problems with it. So, um, uh, you know, th there are other types of monitoring that you can, you can do with the mm -hmm. server, you know, external, and having it for checking from different parts of the country, you know, different, uh, you know, different systems are checking that different, you know, it's working for different internet browsers, etc. Mm -hmm. um, so there, there's a lot more that you can do. Uh, to make sure that, as you, as you say, it, you know, why is there an issue? Where, where does this issue lie? You mentioned price. I mean, there are some really cheap ones out there, cheap hosts, etc. Mm. Uh, and I guess it's what you want to do with it. Um, like I said, I mean, my personal website, I think my brother actually hosts me. He has some personal hosting himself. But I got retweeted by Ricky Gervais one day with a link to my website. Oh, God. And in a day, I got about 5,000 hits. And my brother phoned me in, in a panic, and he was like, you're probably going to owe me some money, because he hosts me for free. He was like, you're probably going to owe me some money, because that amount of traffic, yeah. it was dealt with, but that sort of surge means that I'm going to have to pay extra costs or whatever. I, thought, I think also, though, it's a relatively new industry, and it's kind of a, a new economics, in a way, you've got to get your head around. I know we've had difficulty with customers who, they have quite big websites, they generate a load of revenue on it, 
but they just have in their mind they're only spending a few thousand pounds on it. You know, and actually we've, uh, we, we, we ended up getting dragged into conversations where we just said to people, look, you can't do it for this price. If you want this to be done properly, this is the way to do it, but it costs more. And, I think, and then a lot of people do get on board with that. But if you've got in your head that you're only spending £5,000, £10,000, whatever it is, on your website for your million pound turnover business, <laughs> you're probably wrong. Yeah. And one of the areas you're wrong is hosting is really important. You've got to do it properly. There's a lot to it. You need to invest in it. But that's just one of the areas. Yeah. I mean, you can get hosting for three pounds a year if you want to. <laughs> it is out there. Yeah. And there are customers that go for it. I mean, we had one customer who was on, you know, one of our larger patches. They're quite a big, you know, customer. They had a lot of traffic, a lot of sales, you know, every, every month, you know. I don't know how much they were turning over, but it was in the hundreds of thousands. Mm. And they decided that they they just were sick of they're sick of our hosting. They were just they 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 fundamentally believed they were being you know overcharged, and that hosting was something very simple. You know, it all came out the same box, it was just being packaged differently. Um, and they went to a provider that was charging them you know uh, for ten pounds ten pounds a year. They went to ten pounds a year, <laughs> and they turn over hundreds of thousands of pounds. <laughs> and we said, we said to them, you know, I mean, by moving to that, you, you must genuinely believe that we've been overcharging you a lot, you know, a, a, a lot over the last few years. And they said, yeah, we believe that you, you know, you're fun, you've been you know, pulling the wall over our eyes. Please tell me and there's a good said, footnote to this story. Did, uh, did they lose out? Did their site go down? Or? Well, we, we ended up saying to them, we said, boy, you know, I mean, you know, feel free to move away you know absolutely that yep. is your yep. yeah at the end of the day that is your decision we can try and consult with you as much as possible but at the end of the day we say you know we're not we're not making all of that as profit i can guarantee you that and if you do have issues mm. in the next day week month you know we can we can move you back yeah. and actually with those guys we were so convinced that they would have an issue that we put a bit of foundations in place to actually make it easier, you know, kept the accounts up on our service just in case mm -hmm. they do move back. It's actually going to be a bit of an easier process. So I agree. It's one of these things that it has changed a lot in the last few years. And it may be, you know, I think back in the day it was very much, you know, out of the same box, but it has vastly changed even in the last, you know, 24 months or so. And the, the fundamental problem with sort of going for commoditized hosting is, is really it's the number of other websites that you're sharing a server with. Absolutely. And there are risks associated that with that. You know, if, if you're sharing um, this, uh, on the same server as Tim Pritchard when he gets his thousands of hits from Ricky Gervais yep. and that takes the server down, your site goes down with it. Um, the, the other kind of implication, we had a, a, a customer last year whose site started throwing up some sort of malware warning to the, that was picked up by the web host mm. and they were no longer able to send emails and, and things like that. And the reason was there was another site on the same server that had gotten infected. And so yeah, that impacts the whole uh, server and there's danger of cross-contamination mm. between the sites and things like that. So. Security is a huge issue. I think if you're going to look out for someone to host your website, whether it's Seldeck or anyone else, there's certain questions you need to ask. And price is obviously going to be one of them, but I think what security measures are in place is huge. As Stata read earlier, there's 37,000 sites hacked every day, mm. which is incredible amount, really. And again, if that's your e-commerce business earning 
whatever it is per day, then you're in trouble. Or, as you say, if that's someone else on your hosting, then you could also be in trouble. So Yeah, and what you have to keep in mind, this isn't, it, it doesn't matter how much you turn over, you know, you, you don't have to be turning over, you know, multi-millions to be mm. attacked. It is these companies that are doing it, they just have a random number generator, it happens to land on your site, your IP, and they go after you. So mm. I've heard many people in, you know, specialists in that area saying, if you're an online business, the probability is in your in that business's lifetime you probably will be attacked in some way or another. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it is something you have to be you have to be wary about definitely. And DDoS attacks and things like that as well need to be looked yeah, out for. Yeah, definitely um, something like a DDoS attack. I mean, for people who don't know what a DDoS attack is, I mean you've got you know just a, a DOS attack, a DOS denial of service. So if someone you know walks into your premises, smashes in a window, and unplugs everything. Denial of service. A DDoS attack is distributed denial of service. So sending, you know, a lot of traffic to to a single site. You know, if you've got, you know, uh, you know, a thousand different people viewing your your site, that's that's fine. If you've got a thousand people, you know, a second viewing your site, it's going to slow down. If you've got a million different computers all over the world viewing your site every second, the server's going to freak out, and it's probably. Gonna, gonna so could could we say that Ricky Gervais was a DDoS attack on my <laughs> website? <laughs> well, Is that my claim to fame well, nowadays? I guess so yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess in a, in a way, I mean, I mean, these things are usually automated. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, 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 I mean, obviously, the people attacking are getting you know more savvy to it, but at the same time, the technology, you know, security technology alongside it. Is as well, so uh, you know now we are able to offer things like DDoS mitigation, as mm. it were. Because the thing with the server is, if one person, if you can imagine, everyone sitting in this, in this, everyone's in the boat, and the boat is the server. If um, you know a, a DDoS attack comes and puts a hole in your boat, everyone's going to sink with it. And if, mm. there, if there's a leak, then everyone gets affected by that. Who's on the server? So it really, a server has to be. You can't just protect yourself. Everyone on your server needs to be protected. So that's Absolutely. where DDoS mitigation comes in. And, that, and again, Steve said um, he, he spends his days you know, monitoring and preventing. So disk, disk space gets down to 75%. He wants to know. And at that point, he'll do something about it. So before mm. there's any problems, he's solved it. Mm, mm. Um, mm. It's like a sort of hosting vanilla ice. <laughs> it's funny because it's funny a, uh, a lot of people start e-commerce in quite a small way. You know, they've never gone into it before. They're not experts on it. And I spend a lot of my time consulting with businesses and helping them grow and develop. And what happens with businesses is they grow. You know, somebody starts it and they do everything. And then they have to delegate stuff to people who know, you know, ideally know more than they do about it. You know, and that's the secret of growing a business, really, is to say, well, look, I don't know about this. And uh, this is a classic area. I mean, hosting or lots of other things. But hosting in particular, where it's kind of hard to be an expert. Mm. It is changing a lot. It's a dynamic thing. It needs managing. Um, so whether people use us or, or someone else, you really need to you need to collaborate and delegate to sort of trusted third party who knows what this stuff is. So you know your job if you're running a, an e-commerce site isn't to do this. Mm. You know you really so you should be you should be worried on managing your business rather than managing hosting. And and the worst possible thing is if well you just assume it's straightforward because you and then the thing is if you know nothing about it it all sounds pretty easy. <laughs> Most things sound easy if you know nothing about them. Now, the trouble is, the more you get into them, the more you realise they're actually quite complicated. And, 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 and as far as the online stores are concerned, extremely important. So, 
the other aspect is speed and mm. server speed and site speed and whatnot. And we always talk about that. We're, a com- we're an increasingly quick uh, society and certainly everyone likes a fast website and everything to happen instantly and get an Amazon delivery in 13 minutes or whatever. There's a statistic to guess for you all. You might know, I don't know. Uh, what percentage of US online shoppers uh, abandon a purchase because of slow websites? What percentage? What percentage? Half. Half, you're saying, Bruce? <laughs> a third. A third. Dave? Yeah, 60. Yeah, 60%. 60? Yeah. Oh, quite high. Okay, you're bang on with half. 51%. <laughs> of US online shoppers abandon a purchase because of a slow website. And it's but, but, a one a one second delay uh, will lead to a site. You know, it's just that second. You see, where it's so so like in the office, it's different. But if I'm at home, I never think, oh, that's the website, because I I always think it's my Wi-Fi, the connection, my broadband, yeah. or something, and time of day, and it varies. So I think from a consumer's point of view, it's quite confusing as to what's going on, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and I, I, arguably, maybe hosting isn't the only answer to, to something. Like that. I think I'm one of those irritating people that if a website's loading and it's taking more than about four or five seconds, I'll probably go, ugh, and I'll open a new tab and look for it somewhere else. And when I'm looking in a new tab, searching for something else, tab A is probably loaded by now. Yeah. But it's easier to sort of, it's like when you're stuck in traffic, would you rather take longer to get to your destination mm. by driving slower around a country lane, mm. or would you rather sit waiting in traffic? And most people turn off and See, take longer and comes, by yeah, being uh, active. Something I go on, I think though, the answer to that, you know, there is a, a complex answer to that question in a sense is that, and I go on all the time about you know, when people make buying decisions, they're making trade-offs, you know. Mm. So actually, there are some sites I'd wait for 30 seconds for because I really want to buy it from that site yeah. for some other reason. Yeah. You know, it's got the brand I want or it's got something I like dealing with and they've got my account, right? However, if I'm going to somewhere new, I think that applies for me, but I'm a bit more loyal to other 30 things. seconds? Oh, my, well, you, sh- you don't know my home broadband. You know? <laughs> you live in the country. I live in the country. Your broadband's delivered by pigeon. You know, if the tickets for Adele's latest concert yeah. have just come on sale, you can imagine that people, or whatever it was, people would wait for mm. a long time. But I'm not waiting any seconds. It's not for a routine purchase for most yeah. I, know, I mean, it is an area where Celadec Desktop has a huge advantage because yeah. it uses static HTML pages mm. and nothing loads faster than that. I mean, with, with good quality hosting, you can easily see page load times in the tenths of a second or even the hundredths. Wow. With, with Celadec, which is very, very fast. I that's guess that's an, that's an interesting question. What yeah. counts as fast and what counts as a long time to wait? If you can imagine seven years ago, I mean, four seconds. That's a long time brilliant. to wait. Seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, imagine back then. I mean, four seconds. That is, uh, yeah, that would have been pretty That's good. Perfect. But uh, people's, you know, expectations have come a long way. And I'm talking both consumers and I'm talking search rankings as well. Their expectations of what is a fast site has changed over the time. Mm. And I know even in the last, you know, twelve months or so, Google have been changing their algorithms specifically addressing site speed. Um, and yeah, it's um. You know, now is if you're, I mean, you might know the stats, Tim, I don't know, you know, it's, if, it's under, if it loads over, you know, two seconds or whatever, that will, um, you know, affect, you know, directly your... But mean, we, you know, we, this company started by building desktop sites. We've got thousands of them out there still running. I mean, mm-hmm. They have some advantage over cloud sites, but cloud sites, as far as I'm aware, require quite a bulky sort of hosting support, you know, and particularly the bigger they get. So some of our mm-hmm. desktop sites... Um, 
I think on Black Friday, one of them had like 800 concurrent users. Mm -hmm. That takes some doing. You know, that takes some doing. And it does, certainly, yeah. the hosting required for that, if that was in a cloud environment, would be pretty yeah. bulky, quite, you know, quite significant. Mm -hmm. Certainly require active management. So, um, and, and I always thought that was fascinating, is this huge move towards cloud sites, and we, you know, we're, it's one of our major focuses, developing cloud sites for people. Um, but, and they have offer flexibility, but when it comes to hosting and responsiveness and speed, it's one of the things, one of the trade-offs you have to give up. It's, yeah, I'd say it's a, it's a trade-off, but it's something you have to keep in line. Again, you know, why, why are cloud sites, why do they maybe, you know, take more, you know, resources? Well, mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're not resource-hungry because there is a lot more functionality that's available. Um, and, you, you know, again, the hosting has to be, in, you know, in line. If you had a, you know, £10 a year hosting and you ran sort of desktop, sort of cloud from the same server, you are going to see you're going to see major differences there. I mean, I'm aware of that. I mean, I have personal websites and things which are hosted in very, you know, very, uh, very mass hosting environments. And you're right. There's no way at all of contacting anybody ever. No. Right. Yeah. And I think that's one of the. I know a lot of our customers like the fact we have really good support. You can get through to people and talk to them and get some response straight away, which is, I think, quite important. To yeah. even understand the problem. What you're I mean, imagine if you paid three, let's say, three pounds a month for hosting. Mm. Um, or yeah, yeah, ten pounds a year, three months away. As soon as an employee has picked up the phone to you, they have lost basically the profitability, you know, profitability in that, yeah. in that sale. They, yeah. they lost it. They will do everything they can to not pick up the phone to you because they don't want to. Yeah. Because otherwise they're not. A you're paying business. for one admin transaction to load yeah, exactly. to, some, to, to get you started. I think and then send you a bill. Automatically, automatically well. send you a bill every year, and that's it. So. And the other, the other advantage hosting with us is having everything under one roof and it's actually if we're controlling the hosting if it's going through our payment system and our software and there is a problem it's much much easier for us to figure out where it is it's like mm. you were saying Mark where, where is the problem if you've got one person if you're using one person's e-commerce solution hosting with somebody else through a different payment system where is the problem whereas actually if it's all going through one channel mm. who has access at every point then it's much much easier to, to figure out and resolve. And the number of issues you, you know raised, uh, you know, in the technical support team because I'm in contact with them day in day out that are related to hosting issues. Oh, it's yes. a very large amount, a very large percentage of you know the majority of technical issues that have yeah, are in some way or another connected to hosting mm -hmm. that you wouldn't think on the surface, but once digging into it. Well, that, maybe that's shown by the response we've had to our 365 proposition, whereby you know, a lot of our historic customers did their own thing with hosting. You know? And we've, we've, we, we only sell cloud pros our, our cloud customers, they have to buy it with our hosting, because you know, it's the only way we can manage it sensibly and give them that sort of security of their shop always running. But we've gone back to our old customers and said, look, you should do it this way too. And we've had a really good take up, haven't we? People yeah. coming on board, so we can run this whole thing for them. Exactly. It just saves so much time. It saves that back and forth of... My hosting us, company us, said this. And, yeah, know. yeah, exactly. Yes. I said the hosting company saying there's, you know, going to your host company saying my site's experiencing a problem. They're saying it's your, your software, so you go to your software provider. You know, whether that's us or someone else, they say or we say, you know, no, it is the hosting provider. Back and forth, back and forth, until we finally are able to investigate it enough to prove that it is the hosting company. And you get on their back, and they finally sort of give in and you know fix something. And that is the way it goes. To be honest, most months uh, there is a lot of you know, issues relating mm. related to yeah. that sort of scenario. If, if a site was working yesterday and it's not working today, nine times out of ten, 
the host has changed something. But yeah, that's what yeah. we find. If you can imagine, you've got, I don't know, you've got 500 customers on a server and they're running 100 different platforms, 100 you know, different systems. Um, and they make, because obviously security is a big thing at the moment, they make one security update and let's say, you know, five of those sites are effective, five to ten of those sites are effective. It's not worth that hosting company's time to make other alterations so that those sites can come online. No. And even more so, if you've got a thousand sites in the server, again, if five or ten sites drop off, you know, so be it, that's the price that they're paying. But those are customers are obviously paying so little, it, you know, the server company as a whole don't feel it's worth you know making again alterations for those sites can come back on that server and that's to be honest the majority of the issues we have mm -hmm. changes alterations are made in terms of security or in terms of you know just general updates to a server some people will drop off and they'll say they'll come to us and say i've tried to speak to my hosting company they won't make changes again to let me back on where do i go from here it's crazy we've had quite a few people um on the sort of marketing side, when we're trying to set up blogs for companies, and obviously if you're on our server, then we'll set you up a WordPress, we'll get that all sorted. If someone's not hosted by us, then we say, this is what you need to do, let us know when you've got it set up. They go and try and talk to their hosting, and they're like, I can't get through to anyone, I don't know what to do, how do I do it? And it baffles me how many people can't actually talk to the company that's hosting their, yeah. their whole business, you know, and if something goes wrong, who do they speak to? Here's another thing to guess uh, about slow-loading websites. Mm -hmm. uh, slow-loading websites cost retailers an estimated how much in lost sales each year? $432 million. $432 million. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is a UK stat. Oh, UK, UK. Um, uh, $43 million. <laughs> $43 I thought you gone to dollars still as well. $43 million UK dollars. Oh, $100 million. £100 million. Dave? Oh, man, I'm going to go $70. $70 million. Yeah. Slow loading websites cost retailers an estimated 1.73 billion oh in lost sales each year. Yeah. That's how many people are quitting. So if you haven't got a very fast website, you're losing your little share of 1.73 billion, which is a fair amount of money. Um, I think we should wrap it up, but let's just recap on what people need to look out for. I mean, obviously we are talking about our hosting, but there are other hosting providers available, but what do people need to look for when looking for a host? I mean, I would say the ability to talk to a human being. Yeah, yeah. Transparency. Access. In support. Uh, good security. Yep. Um, minimal downtime. Regular backups. Anything else? Um, definitely the monitoring that goes on on that server because just there are more issues that can happen with hosting than you just going down. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, take cellular hosting, for instance. I mean, we monitor... The, the hosting in five in five different ways in mm -hmm. you know, different locations both on the server in the data center we obviously have you know, people like Steve looking at it you know human beings checking it day in day out um, and then we've got different points around the country that are you know constantly every you know in many cases every five minutes pinging the servers making sure that they're working from different locations in the country um, and and worldwide so you know, yes, you may go down, and that's a worst case scenario. But there may be, you know, you may find that there are problems with the the checkout and people actually paying that you don't realise until, let's say, you know, 
four or five days down the line and then suddenly one customer feels it's actually just worth calling you up about it and actually what you don't realise is you know 50 customers have been affected by this issue they just haven't bothered to contact you about it mm. so yeah a lot to think about there, I think, for people. Yeah, I mean, my, my main point is a very, very generic one. If you, have a, if you have an online business and it's important to you, are you actually investing enough in the elements that are required to keep it running and functioning? Hosting is just one of them. That's a very important one of them. If, you're, if you've got a very important business that's running on a, an extremely, extremely low-cost hosting solution, you'll probably have a vulnerability there which uh, you know, might one day come and bite you. Yeah. And do, does that does that hosting company you're using do they understand the system that you're using? I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, with Solidex hosting, we we only host Solidex sites, so yeah. it's Solidex specific. So as we would understand, it is the optimal environment to host a Solidex site, mm -hmm. just because the site the servers have been built really from the sort of ground up with Solidex uh, coding and Solidex systems in mind. So, you know, it, whatever system you're using, make sure that that hosting provider, you know, has an understanding of what, you know, positively or negatively affects the, you know, the system you're using. And as you said, Bruce, that comes down to that page speed that you mentioned. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and that, uh, all, all other things being equal, that comes down to you know, the number of sites per server, essentially. And that's where the lower cost hosts sort of save their, their bucks is by cramming as many sites onto the server as they can. Well, thanks very much, chefs. Um, just in case anyone's listening in still who wanted to hear about hosting a dinner party, has anyone got any good dinner party hosting tips for a perfect dinner party? <laughs> oh Plenty of wine. Plenty of wine is a good one, yeah. Some good jokes. Um, good jokes. <laughs> several dips. <laughs> yeah, dips. Chips and dips. Yeah, Make sure that's there as well. Selection. Yeah. <laughs> Taxis provided at the end yeah, of the evening. <laughs> Well, no, thank you for joining us, chaps. I uh, hope you've uh, enjoyed that chat. I know how I have. Uh, and thank you for listening. If you want to listen to the previous Celadec podcasts, you go to celadec.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Uh, they are available on iTunes, uh, the Acast app and SoundCloud. Uh, if you want to ask any questions or ask us to look into something for a future podcast, Email us at podcast at celadec.co.uk and don't forget to add us on Facebook and Twitter and other social media outlets. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Cheers, Bye. chaps.